I'm Matt. I'm Randy. And this is Got, Got Questions. All right, welcome to our new episode on our podcast. Uh, and we got uh, Mr. Daniel Elliott here producing and on the mic. What's up, guys? Hey, hey, man. Executive producer. Executive, that's right, because we gave you the promotion. Now, uh, this episode, I do want to say, for the record, before we get started, one, we should pray. Two, is that I listened to our pilot that came out. Today. Today, I got to hear it. Boom. And I was listening to it. I was like, okay, it's a little rough, right? You could tell it's our first one, right? Go easy on us if you're listening out there. A little bit there. of grace, please. For those of you listening, yeah. And uh, it was a little rough. That's okay. It, but there's something I said, and I was like, oh, my goodness. I can't believe I just said that. And I was, we were talking about giving hope, like having an answer for the hope that we have. And I said, Paul said that. For the record, Peter said that, not Paul. And so I just... I uh, messed up there and said the wrong name. So forgive me for you listening and you're holding that against me this whole time. Yeah, but put it in your uh, in your review. That's a four-star review. <laughs> that is, that is a terrible review. So, uh, hey, Daniel, why don't you pray for us, man? Sure. Dear God, just, uh, just thank you for the these group of guys here. Uh, pray that you can just bless this podcast and that we can just have a good conversation today. In your name, amen. 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 So, uh, Mr. Randy. Yes, There's sir. a discussion I wanted to have today. All right. Something that I think about from time to time, and that's just guarding our hearts and minds and paying attention to what we put in our hearts and minds. Okay. And something that stood out to me, I actually had to write this down. Because I see you got notes. I, w- that's I, do, I do have notes. All right. So um, another reason why we should guard our, heart, guard our hearts and minds is because sometimes you'll say Peter or, or Paul instead of Peter. Exactly. And you, you do. Uh, and turn away people from Christ. Exactly. So I was thinking about... How, you know, we need to guard our hearts and minds and how easy it is for us to fill our minds and hearts with garbage. Mm. And then I started thinking, man, when does that start? And for some reason, the song Row, Row, Row Your Boat was on my mind. I don't know why. That's kind of weird. That's very random. It's a little random. But I started thinking of nursery rhymes and I thought, no way. And I started looking at some nursery rhymes and saying the lyrics because I really like lyrics of songs. Okay. And I was like, these are so dark, and these are what we hear as kids, and we weren't even guarding our hearts and minds. Mm-hmm. We are set up to hear some dark stuff. You ready for this? Ready? You're not going Ring Around the Rosie, are you? Well, Ring Around the Rosie Ooh. was the first one I had on there, and that, you know what that's about. That is about the plague. The Black Plague. That's exactly. Crazy. That's a song that we sing as kids, and it's about the Black Plague, about people falling and dying and stuff. That's crazy. Did pocket you know that, full of I, I had no idea. Yeah. Wow. That a pocket full of posy, ashes, ashes, we all fall down. That's crazy, man. We don't even know what we're saying, right? Rockabye baby. In the treetops. When, when the wind, wind blows, blows, the cradle will rock. What comes oh, after? Oh, dear. If the <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, it's about down. a baby falling in a cradle on top of a tree falling. That Wow. That's crazy, right? Row, row, row your boat. Gently down the stream. What, what? happens down the stream? There's the going to wa- be a waterfall. <laughs> merrily, 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 merrily. Life is but a dream. You're is dead. that because you went over the waterfall? Yeah, and you're dead. All Life right. is a dream. It's gone. Okay. Isn't that dark? Humpty Dumpty can't fix broken people. Boom. Can't. All the king's horses, all the king's band couldn't put Humpty together again. He fell. You can't make an egg without... You, you cannot can't make fix, an omelet without scrambling some uh, eggs, right? Right. You can't fix broken people. 
It's raining, it's pouring, the old man's snoring. He bumped his head and couldn't wake up in the morning. That's a song about a guy bumping his head and he didn't wake up the next day. That's a song that we sing. I did not know part two of that. I only knew the first few lines. <laughs> and I just, <laughs> so I was looking at these songs and I was like, these are so dark. And we listen to this as, as kids and it's like, we don't know what we're saying sometimes. But I was just th- saying that as a little example. If we yeah. do not pay attention to what we put into our hearts and minds sometimes, it's that easy. And that's not, nothing crazy bad. Or, it's just dark. <laughs> but it's that easy to put things into your hearts and minds. And I was like, when it comes to church, we especially need to be careful what we put in our hearts and minds because yes. we don't want to just go to any church. We want to make sure that the church that we're at is teaching truth. And that's the thing that I love about Big Valley Grace and Modesto. That's where we're at right now is I've been to a lot of churches in my life, and this one I know is teaching truth. How do you know that, Matt? Oh, I'll tell you why. So, one, they live it out. Okay. That is a huge thing for me, is that they live out what they say. If they say they care about you, they're about reaching the lost and developing uh, disciples and uh, just caring for people. They, they, they stick to it, and they do it. Okay. Two, Pastor Rick Countryman, our senior pastor here at Big Valley Grace, always opens his Bible Yes, he does. when he teaches. That is crucial to me. There's places I've been where the head pastor or whatever they're called at those churches, they don't read from the Bibles, and that's big. That yep. is big. So he makes sure that he reads from his Bible, he lives it out, and uh, yeah, that's that's basically the two things. And they don't contradict what the Bible says. They don't make up their own words. Right. You know, they, they stick to what the Bible says, and they just lay that out for you, and here it is. They're not. They're not afraid to say um, some controversial things that other people uh, right. say. Like uh, Pastor Rick's made it clear he doesn't stand for abortion. Or other places, you know, people walk around that and tiptoe around right. that. And I know some churches don't want to talk about homosexuality because that's uncomfortable for for people. But we're very clear on what we stand by. Uh, I'm okay. You know, they if they come into our church, that's fine. Our church is for people to come in and listen, Absolutely. but it's not something that we uh, promote. And, you know, we're not going to tiptoe around that it's a sin. It is. Right. And, you know, it's just that sins on the outside that we can see, but it's, it's not worse than my sin that I have. That's on the inside that you can't see. Right. And so we're not afraid to just call a sin a sin, you know, and, we're not here to make things comfortable for people. We're here to teach the truth. And so that's just some little things that I pick up that I'm like, this is this is it. Mm-hmm. This is it right here. Do you agree yeah, with that? Yeah, I, I do. And and one of the things that, that really impresses me about Pastor Rick in particular, and we try to do it in, in Club 56 as often as we can, is he encourages us also to open our own Bibles. So I like the right. fact that he, Absolutely. you know, oftentimes you'll, you'll go somewhere and they'll say, okay, and it says here and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, I, I don't know if I know what, you know, how do you know that he's saying the truth? And we open up our own Bibles, and he always encourages us, and we always tell our kids, hey, hold up your Bibles. Who's got their Bibles? Right. So I, I do think the truth—and and you, you touched on an interesting thing with, with the homosexuality and, and abortion. It, Pastor Rick will talk to about it from time to time. He doesn't dwell on it. Right. But what he does do is say, hey, that doesn't mean we don't love you. That Absolutely. doesn't mean that you're not welcome into Absolutely. the church. Right. We're all sinners. Oh, yes. Come in. 
but he's not going to sugarcoat it. No, correct. And that's what that's what I mean. You know, yeah. it's it's tough stuff to hear. It's sad, but yeah, of course we love you. It doesn't mean that you're a horrible person. Like we're never going to see. I don't want to see you. I want you in our building. That's not what it's about. You know, and that's what I'm talking about. The care and love is that they're genuine. Uh, they genuinely care about you, and they genuinely love you. You Absolutely. know, and they and you're forgiven. There's grace, and uh, but people can see that as. They're judging me because they talked about it. No, we were just saying, what. hey, this is what the Bible says. And right. you can't turn away from that. And something that I read in 2 Timothy, I actually have it written here, is I feel like these are the times that we're in today. Okay. And so 2 Timothy 4, 3 through 4 says this, For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. Oh. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. And that's, I feel like, where we're at today with people in church. I've seen mm. people leave the church because of, of things such as Rick talked about this, you know. Right. And, man, they just want to go somewhere where they where they hear something that makes them feel good. Right. And uh, that's not what you want to do because you're going to go into some scary churches that will make you feel good instead of teaching you truth. Right. And something big, and there's not a lot of people that will agree with this or like that I say this, but Joel Osteen to me is one of those that's like that. Mm, The prosperity (laughs) gospel. Never once does he open the Bible. He doesn't open the Bible. He misinterprets it. He makes his own thing about it. Never talks about grace and salvation. It's all about him. Right. But that is something where people go to him because he, it makes makes them feel good. They'll post uh, some of his quotes that he says mm-hmm. on their Facebook or whatever it is because it feels good. It's like, oh man, this is about me. Oh, he's he's, un-. but there's no truth behind it, right? And so it's stuff like that when you let that into your mind, and that's what you want to listen to. You gotta be so careful because it's so easy to get sidetracked of what the Bible really says. Because this is exactly what's saying what your ears are itching to hear. Right. And that's why people want to go to different churches because they'll teach you false stuff anytime to make you feel good. Sure. And so that's that's how I feel that we're kind of coming to today. And uh, that's and I just think it, you got to be so careful where you're going to church, where you're, where you're putting your kids in church. Yes. So it's more than just because it feels good. It's There's truth being taught here. I can learn from this and, and make sure my kids are understanding this so that they can have a foundation uh, for their families in the future and know that this is truth, you know. Something something you said the other day that, that kind of stuck with me, and we do this with our granddaughter, is I would encourage parents, especially if you're going, you got kids in Club 56, talk with your kids and ask them, hey, what did you learn? <laughs> yeah. And you mentioned the other day, I think it was you, I believe it was you, who said, and don't let them off with, I don't know. Right. Because they're going to say, oh, we talked about Jesus. <laughs> what did you talk yes. about? And And have them explain, have them talk through it, because getting that lesson ingrained in them and also being aware that we grew up in a household that that fears the Lord. And Mm so we're interested as your mom and dad, we're interested in what you're learning when you're in Club 56. Yeah. And oh, by the way, do the same thing for when they're in school. Yeah. You know, find out what they're learning in school, too. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let them off with saying, I don't know. I don't know is never an answer. I don't know is not an answer. You know, that's kind of a military thing, too. Uh, Fair enough. Me and Randy, we, we've had our time in the military, and that's not an answer. So I don't know. I can't stand when I hear that. And it makes me feel bad cause, you know, if I'm teaching and the kid says, I don't know, I'm like, wow, that stinks. Not every kid's going to remember what I said. Right. But I don't know is like, oh, man, you weren't paying attention, you know. Not but even trying. What do you think about everything we just said, Daniel? We just unloaded a lot of heavy stuff and things that could be a controversy to a lot of people. But, hey, that's yeah. what that's what we're here to talk about. 
I think it, I think it's important to have, um, like sermons or messages that tie back into scripture just to have something that you can base that truth on. Um, cause a lot of times you get like these feel good messages mm-hmm. and when it doesn't have that scriptural behind it, it's not as meaningful or powerful in your life. Oh, absolutely. So. I could give you a motivational speech if you want yeah. that, you know, as a wrestling coach, that's what I do. There you go. I could give you a feel good moment to where you're going to go out there and feel like a warrior, you know, like in the moment, but yeah, if, if it's tied to truth, like you said, that's key. That's key. Now, Matt, I, I want to say something real quick. Oh, Because I want to go back. Because yes. one of the things you said is you said, I feel like we're living in these times now. Yeah. And and I don't know if you realize it, but in your message this weekend, you actually realized or talked about the idea that we've been living in this time for a long uh. time. <laughs> so I just want to throw this out there. You didn't talk. You talked about judges this weekend. But one of the things that blows my mind is I'm going to go even further back than that. Yeah. So Moses. Let's talk about Moses. Comes out of Egypt, brings out the Israelites and everything, right? Got the Israelites. They're at the foot of Mount Sinai. Moses goes up. I want to say he goes up the mountain for, what, 40 days? Yeah. Now, remember, God had just brought them out of Egypt. They were in bondage. God parted the Red Sea. The people saw that God parted the Red Sea, did all the 10 plagues, did all of this stuff. He goes up for 40 days. The first thing they do when he goes up is they go, hey, can you make us a god? <laughs> can, you, can we melt down some uh, gold and make a golden calf? And so that's the same thing, though. Be, for some reason, our sinful natures don't want to go to God, the real God. And God says it even in the Bible. He talks about it in the Bible that you don't want to come to me a living God but you would really prefer these graven images, the, this golden calf, this wooden doll that man carved. For some reason, we're so attracted to that. But I think it's because the living God is truth. And we're not real thrilled with truth. No, we don't want to be told we're wrong or told no. what to do. Or, you know, we want to, we want to feel good and get what we, what, what we want. What we, in our minds, think, I deserve this. Right. So the golden calf... We'll do whatever you want it to do. So the golden oh, calf yeah. preaches the the gospel I want it to preach. Ooh, nice. That's deep, man. Yeah. That's good. There was a, I don't know if I told you this or it was someone else, but I was, me and my dad were listening to this. There's this rapper out there. He's a Christian rapper and he was one of the top trending artists right now. Even Candy in secular, <laughs> No, even in secular music and his name, uh, he goes by NF, okay? And he has this song, and one of his lyrics says, nobody wants to pray unless they have something to pray for. Mm. And I was like, that is so deep. Like, a lot of us sometimes pray only if we need something. Oh, How yeah. many of us actually in our quiet time just pray because we want to be with, with the Lord? You know, and I think of that kind of just that golden calf moment. You were just saying how that's our God. Kind of, it does what we want to do. Sometimes we pray and, and we ask God for something. We don't get it. Then we go back to our selfish need, our selfish desires and sinfulness. We're like, all right, he wasn't there. I'm going to live life however I want. Yeah. You know, and so I thought another lyric thing, right? Because I say I like lyrics, but that stood out to me because it's like I need to better my prayers too. Uh, of you know, I'm not just doing this because I need something. I need to just take some time to pray and just say thanks, God, for giving me things I don't need and don't deserve. Uh, I feel like sometimes we miss that a little bit. But. You know what else is missing from prayers? Because here's the crazy part. Because I've been thinking about this too. It's funny. We we must be on the same wavelength. Because I've been thinking about my prayer time, and I recognize that that I pray for stuff. I pray for other people. Yeah. And then I say thank you for stuff He's given me. Mm. and done for other people, which is kind of just the reverse of asking for stuff. It's just the next step 
after he gives us stuff, right? One thing I don't do is I don't praise him. Mm. Have you ever have you ever thought about that? That we read the Psalms and the Psalms say yeah. it starts off with God, you're glorious, but we're saying all these great things in the Psalms. But when I'm in my own prayer life, I rarely say that. Right. I need to I need to get better at thinking through that. That is one of my favorite things about the book of Psalms. When I read David's Psalms or whoever's Psalms especially David's, is you see that relationship he has with the Lord, that he's so open with him. And one of the verses, I can't remember where it's at right now, but how he says, search my heart, Lord, and if I've done any wrong, you can give me to my enemies. That is how close of a relationship he had with the Lord, of surrendering even his sins and everything. Um, He let the Lord search him. He's saying, hey, if you find something, Lord, that I haven't confessed or that I'm hiding, you could kill me. That's pretty much what he's saying. If I prayed that today, I wouldn't pray that because (laughs) I'd be so scared. (laughs) Right? But that is how intimate his prayers were with the Lord of how much he wanted to know him and and for the Lord to even know David and David to know the Lord. That's what I meant by that. And. He was open, he praised him, and he also said, where are you? I need you to answer this right now. Where where are you? Hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. Right. I need it. And never once will he hear God say, shut up, don't talk to me like that. Never once, because he can handle it. And that's why when I started looking at it that way, I was like, oh, man, I, I've given God a piece of my mind in some of my prayers, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I know that as I go through it, then I start to kind of relax, cool off, and my prayers, like, all right, Lord, thank you, you are what am I doing? You're awesome. And that's kind of what David does. You see, he'll start a psalm sometimes with just anger, like, hear me, where are you? Answer me right now. Don't pay attention to anything else but me. And then at the end, he goes, oh, but you're faithful. You know. And so it's kind of like a way he vents too. But the way that they praise, you're absolutely right, is not in a way that I do it either. Right. It was like, I can't even imagine I should be there in my faith, but that's why don't we do that? What is it that, that stops us from I doing that? I think it's it? our selfishness. It's we're so self-centered and we're just thinking about, we do say, because we teach our kids, you're going to teach little Dino, mm. hey, you need to say thank you. So <laughs> we right. know that that's ingrained in us. So we think about, and we talk about, hey, we need to concentrate on being thankful. So, so I think we, for the most part, we do that fairly well. But again, I think it's paired to we ask for stuff, and yeah. we remember, oh, we asked for this, we asked for this, so probably should say thank you. Okay, please, God, so we say please, <laughs> yeah. and then we say thank you, but but we don't we don't praise him, and and that bothers me. I, I'm just saying for me. I'm not right. saying for right, other right, people. Right. Pastor Rick does it. He he does a great job of it. I don't, yeah. and I need to work on that. I've seen them. Um, uh, the cool thing that Pastor Rick does that you, you mentioned, I think, uh, sometime was— he prays for other churches. Yes. And uh, I've seen him in the prayer room. So for those of you listening, what happens is before a service, the pastors and elders and leaders at our church, Big Valley Grace, we meet in the room and we take time praying the safety of the church for other churches and for the children. So we take time praying before service starts. And Pastor Rick always prays for the churches in our area and even out of our area. But there was a couple times I've seen him get down on his knees. There's mm-hmm. a time I've seen him lay down flat on the ground because he's just giving it all up and he doesn't care wow. who's watching. But yes, I pray with my eyes open from time to time. <laughs> but I've um, done that. But it just shows you how sincere he is, too, in praying. And it's cool seeing a leader like that. You right. know, it's not about him. He's making it about other people. And that's another thing that I love about this church. It is yep. about other people. I was, I was trying to look up the passage where it talks about becoming an idol in your prayer life. And a lot of times we, we go to God 
um, asking when we need like this huge miracle to happen instead of just praying and having a genuine conversation with him on a day to day basis. You know, I think that's important. And it has like that friend aspect of it. You're when you, when you have a best friend, you're going to be talking to him every single mm-hmm. day. Yeah. Right? Not going to be three weeks go by and Hey, how's it going, man? Yeah. You know, asking for like huge favors. Know that that relationship is going to be happening every single day. Yeah. So I think that's important to have in your prayer life. Yeah, Absolutely. I would agree. We also need to start praying before we read the Bible because we're in the Word every day. And and I think you do that. Rhonda talks to me. My wife, Rhonda, talks to me all the time because she does that. She's really good at it. I read really early in the morning, and I catch myself. I'll be—because I, I do an Old Testament passage, I do Psalms and Proverbs, and then I do a New Testament. And I'm usually about halfway through the Old Testament, I go— Oh, I didn't pray. <laughs> and I need to and and Rhonda's talked to me and and she's exactly right because when you pray before you read the word, oftentimes God comes in and you you understand the word better. So mm. I, I think I that's something else that I need to work on. And I'm gonna give a shout out to my wife real quick because something that's pretty cool for me is so I spend my morning uh, praying and in, in my quiet time in the Bible, and I'm I'm here at the church for a while. And when I go home, we have a little guy. Uh, Randy calls him Dino, and uh, he we put him in bed. It's been a long day, right? Right. And so I just want to kind of sit down on the couch and relax, and that just sounds so good to put some Netflix on or something. But I look over on on the chair, and there's my wife, and she's reading her Bible. Boom. And I think that's so cool. She doesn't say, hey, you should be reading your Bible right now. She doesn't, you know, guilt trip me or anything. But she's it's just cool seeing her doing that, being a leader for her, too. Right. She's making sure she's being fed, and I, and I don't have to say, hey, are you doing this? You know, she, and she does it just right there in the living room. She reads it, and she'll ask questions, or we'll talk about it. But it's just cool being married to someone that's like that. I just thought of that when that's you were awesome. just talking about your wife. But we were talking about guarding our hearts and minds, right? and that just shows you how me and Randy roll sometimes, but it was all good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, two verses I'm going to read. Okay. And let's hear some feedback from you guys, okay? Right. And for you listening, I'd like to hear feedback from you, and we'll get to that in a second. But Matthew 6, 21. We've talked about this in Club 56 before. Once again, Club 56 is our fifth and sixth grade ministry here. And so it's 10, 11, 12-year-olds right around there. We're... Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. And so we've talked about what are our treasures. And, you know, right now for kids, Fortnite is a big treasure. Fortnite, video games, and sports is a big treasure. Um, so that's where their heart is. So when we ask them, how was, how was your week? You know, Randy, you always do a good job asking how was your week, and you make it fun for them. And uh, a lot of it's either sporting events or video games, and we made it a rule. You cannot talk about video games. So thank goodness we made that rule because they, they've been sticking to that, which yep. is good. And um, maybe it's helping them not want to play video games anymore. But I don't think uh, so, but th- that's but a good thing. it shows try. you <laughs> what, what they that's talk about, that's where their heart is. Yeah. Because we start, we start our... Um, our sermon or our lesson, whatever it is. We start our, whatever we call it. Uh, we, uh, we start it with who read their Bible. Right. Who read their Bible this week? And we get a couple kids that raise their hand. And then when you ask them, how is your week? All the hands go up yep. and it was something else. And then they'll say, we didn't have time to read our Bible. It's like, okay. But that's an example of where is your treasure? For me, I, I have my treasure in different places too. It's yep. Unfortunately, it's not always in the word, which it should. But there's times I think about wrestling, you know, coaching wrestling. I think of my softball team, you know, uh, Netflix, right? There's things I have in my treasure. And what we talk about, that shows you where 
where your heart is too. Right. And that's why it's so we need to be so careful what we're watching. You know, like I used to watch Game of Thrones a lot. That's a, that's terrible. That I'm admitting that, but I used to watch Game of Thrones. But I had I to stop. I had to you. stop because of what was in there and what I was filling my heart and mind with, and that was a struggle. And that's not what I should be filling my heart and mind with, especially being married to an awesome wife. You know, and the fight scenes were just so cool. But <laughs> you know, you start making excuses for it, and there's no excuse for it. There right. isn't, and uh, it's just. Um, you know, that stuff you need to guard your heart from are shows like that. Shows that everyone talks about, and it is got awesome fight scenes and a cool story, but then they throw in the inappropriate scenes, and it right. kind of ruins it. But guess what? You've seen that. You can't escape it. That's in right. your mind now. It is. It's hard to get out. And uh, this next verse I'm going to read kind of fits with that. Okay. It's also in the book of Matthew 15, 18 through 19. But the words you speak come from the heart. That's what defiles you. For from the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, all sexual immorality, theft, lying, and slander. Mm-hmm. That's a lot right there. Mm. That's just sin. A lot of people like in Hallmarks and movies, follow your heart. And this is saying the exact <laughs> opposite, you know. Um, what do you guys think of those two verses? I, I will say I love that that Pastor Rick talks about your feelings in your head. And he says, God gave you intellect. So you got to make choices, but it, it, there's a verse in Psalms that talks about the fact that it talks about what seems good to us is, is, and it ends up being the road to hell. So what, what seems good to men, what seems good and pure to us isn't. And I think that's, that's exactly talking about that. We have to be thoughtful about what we're doing and we can't be led by our feelings because our feelings are going to betray us. What our feelings are emotions. Oh, absolutely. Emotions change. And and we'll make bad decisions based on emotion. We, we oh man, I if I had a dollar for every one of those I got, I'd be rich. <laughs> oh yeah, when when how many times? Oftentimes, if if I'm fighting with my wife and I'm saying things that are impure, it's yeah. all about emotion. It's not me thinking logically and thinking thoughtfully and thinking godly. Right. And that's where I, I think that's where God gave us our heads. So my my wife and I we 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 talk about that a lot because she's all about intuition, and I say no no. We got to think about it logically. That's why God gave us that gift. Yeah, uh, the verse you were saying, Proverbs fourteen twelve. That's it. There is a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. Yep. I, that kind of sounds like a fortune cookie. That's the one. Now, uh, for those of you listening too, every now and then you might hear some music in the background, but that's just our our worship band rehearsing for men's group tonight. That's pretty cool, actually. We that got a cool. really sweet room up here, and it's connected to it. So just hear that. I mean, that's what's going on, and it's pretty cool. You might hear it. You might, you might not. You might not. <laughs> but and if you don't hear it, you can just edit that part out. Like yeah, you said. exactly. And if you if you don't hear it, you got to listen harder. Yeah, because yeah, it's really there. listen. Turn up your volume. Really please. listen. <laughs> um, but we just got to be so careful we put it in our hearts and minds, especially for the students, the kids, like parents. Make sure you're guarding what they're watching. Uh, cell phones are so dangerous, Randy. Yes. And Daniel. <laughs> They are so dangerous. I see so many kids, and I'm not kidding you, looking at porn on their phones. I don't see it, but they tell me about it. Yep. And I don't. And you parents are probably thinking, not my kid. They know the way around the phone way more than you think they do. Ten-year-olds, eleven-year-old, twelve-year-olds. Trust me, because they talk about it. I've had parents talk to me that their kid struggles with this, so it's not that I'm keeping it from the parents. I make sure that they talk to the parents, you know, and I tell them, hey, you gotta tell them, or I will. But that is so easy to find on your phone. And the kids, we, we think we know 
how to shut down the phone. They know how to go around those things. That's another way to guard it. Parents, you're the parents. You can tell them, no, you cannot have this from this amount of hour, from this hour to this hour. You know, they don't have to have a phone right now. You know, they, you know that they're at school at the moment and, if really there was an emergency, you know the school will contact you. I mean, but there's other things to do. I mean, they could have a phone depending where you live and things, but they don't have to have it all the time. Right. And that's just such a pet peeve of mine because it's the gateway, I think, to a lot of evil things to see and even hear the music I hear the kids listen to. I'm like, how old are you? And you're listening to that? And it's getting younger and younger what, what this stuff is really hitting. Like where junior high is right now is where high school was 10 years ago. Same thing with fifth and sixth graders. They're right. where junior high was 10 years. It's just getting younger and younger because everything's so easy to, to, to see now and to, to get to get your hands on. Right. And uh, we got to guard our hearts, parents. You got to you gotta take a stand and, and say no. It's okay. It's okay to be the bad guy. <laughs> it's okay to say, hey, no, this isn't good for you. And, and have a conversation with them. Here's why. You know, I'm not saying you're doing this, but this is what I'm trying to protect you from. You know, and we can't right. protect them from every, and everything. They're going to they're gonna fall. They're going to sure. work their way around it. But just guarding our hearts and minds because it is so easy to, to get trapped and to just let anything in there. Absolutely. God did not call us to be our kids' friends. That's that's a tough one. We all want to be liked. Mm. We want to be loved. Yeah. We want our kids to be our best pals. That's not our that's not our role. They're gonna have friends, and we, we need to guard them from their friends. Yeah. But we need to be their parents. Yeah. That, that's I, important. I remember being a kid and being so mad at my dad and my mom for telling me no to think. You know. Yep. And I see them as the enemy. Oh, you don't want me to have fun. And that you know, when you get older, you look back and you you get it. Right. You get it. Right. And I promise you, your kids will get it. They you will. know, you can you can handle a time of them being upset with you. It's okay. You're doing your job. Especially you know. when they have their own kids. Then they go, Oh, I see what you were doing there. I know. I look at <laughs> I look at my son Uriah, seven months old, and I, I'm like, How in the world am I gonna say no to this kid sometimes? You know, but then I'm also like, I am not gonna let this kid get away with a lot of things. So but once you, you have a kid, even though he's really young, I see a lot of things in more perspective. And as he gets older, I'm gonna see a lot more. But right. you know, even when I got married to my wife Stephanie, as my perspective changed again, you know, so right. Just your perspective changes as you get older, and I do not hate my parents <laughs> anymore. No, I, I you know, I, I get what they're doing, but it takes it takes getting uh, older to realize that. And they weren't, they didn't. Why would I think you don't want me to have fun? You know, why would I think? Of course, they want me to. They want me to have a fun childhood to look back on, which I do. And um, it's okay to say no and guard them, protect their hearts and minds, because from there comes some evil stuff. The other thing is, it's okay to say yes. So mm-hmm. tell them, hey, you need to go. You need to go to church. You need to go to right. Club 56. You need to sit down here, and we're going to open our Bible and talk about the Bible. So that you need to be positive about things, too. It's not always no as parenting. No, right. But you right, got to right. say yes to the right things, mm-hmm. and that, that's just part of it. Yeah, I like even what we said a little earlier of just asking them, what did you learn today? And yep. not settling for Jesus. It's like, okay, you could say that for any day at church, right? Right. So uh, really saying, no, what did you learn? If they say, I don't know, were you paying attention? You know? Uh, no. Well, that's something you need. That's why, we, you know, yes, it's nice to have fun. Right. I want the kids more than anything to know that we care about them. Right. So that 20 years from now, they look back on um, Club 56 and they're like, wow, there was something different. They cared about me. Why? Why was that? And, you know, they could connect it, but... You know, make sure parents. You could say, "Were you not paying attention?" I'd like to know next week. Tell me what. Tell me what they talked about. I'd love to hear that. Right. That way, you're also knowing what we're talking about in there, so that we can't just talk about anything and get away with it. There you go. 
I find it interesting. So, so you're talking about how much attention do we pay about what goes into our hearts and minds? And it's funny because, you know, I, I'm a diabetic, so I, I'm very careful mm. about what goes into my body. You're a wrestling coach. You're careful about what goes in your body. You exercise your body and all mm -hmm. that. And we are in a society right now that really, really worships our bodies. Yeah. And it's really interesting that we do pay so much attention to that, but we don't necessarily pay attention. And even secular people will find that, oh, man, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm being too negative. You hear a lot of secular things where people are saying, I'm being too negative. I need to be more positive. We, I need to be, get more positive mm. energy and all that kind yeah. of stuff. But even secular people get that. So we need to be thoughtful. I, I totally agree with you. As thoughtful as we are about our bodies, we need to be that much more thoughtful for our eternal mm. bodies, for our souls. Yeah. That's important. Pastor Rick said something one time. He says a lot of things that I, I pay attention to. Here's the deal. He, he says that a lot. Here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the deal. Take a look at the Jumbotron. No. Uh, <laughs> but he said something that, that, that stood out to me a lot where he was talking about, and this is, you know, even where our treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be, you know, even what we're putting into our bodies as the Bible, reading scripture, right? right. But he was talking about, um, it's funny how physically when we get hungry, we need to eat. We get hangry, we get upset, we, you know, we're, we need to eat, and yes. we eat. But Jesus talks about the bread being the bread of life, and we have this Bible, which is our food, mm -hmm. and we could go months without eating and be okay. And he said, man, I wish that, like, in our minds, we're okay. I'm sorry. Right. Let me rephrase it. Uh, but he was saying, you know, I wish it had the same effect of a physical hunger, you know, of when you read and you go couple hours without reading like oh i need to read you know i need to feed again and right. that's another way of what are you putting into your body are we even careful of how much we're reading or not reading you know well, it's just that stood out to me is wow imagine if we were as hungry for the word as we were about real food that's interesting there'd be a crazy change I, I will say this though i agree with you that it's not as quick but i think that does happen to people i think that people when they drift away from god you can see it in their lives, and it may be it yeah. may be a few months, it may be a few years, but you'll often hear people say, "Come back," and they say, "Oh, I missed. I had I had something missing. I felt something yes. missing." Yeah. So I call that an empty stomach. Yes. You had an empty yeah. heart. Right, and I mean, yeah, it may not be as fast. Right. But exactly. Yes. It's not yes. daily, but that would be cool if it was daily. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Because I mean, and I know there are times where I have a bad day. I can have a bad day, right? And I, it's like at night or whatever. And like I said, I look over and I see my wife reading her Bible, and I think to myself, "I forgot to read my Bible today." Mm. And it does have an effect on you, you know. Yep. If you really care about this and want to pour into, it does affect you. And I, I could have a bad day, and I think back in my day, what did I do today? Why? Why do I feel like this? I forgot to read my Bible. You know, just as you were saying that, it clicked in my head. You know what I haven't been doing hmm. this this week? What's that? Haven't been memorizing my Bible verse. Mm. So that's something that we do in Club 56. Yeah. And uh, Rhonda's been doing it, but yeah. she does it at a different time. And uh, I've been falling down on the job. So you uh, you just convicted me right ah, there. Sorry, man. No, that's all right. <laughs> I needed yeah. the conviction. Yeah. No, so I, don't, don't call me on this week. If, yeah. For the okay, okay. Next no, week no. you have to say it. So. Yeah, next week yeah. we'll be like, hey, Randy, you got to say the verse. It's a long one, too. If you're listening out there, we'd love to hear 
what you have to say about this, your questions, comments, concerns. I don't even know why you're saying that, Matt. We don't have a way of them telling us their questions, comments, and concerns. I, I didn't even think about this. I was not prepared at Let's all. Let's think about oh, that. Oh, too bad we weren't prepared. Randy, how can they get a hold of us? I believe we do not have a Twitter handle yet. We will get one. We don't have an email address yet, but we will get one. However, you can reach us using the hashtag Mr. Got Questions. Mr. Got Questions Mr. on Got Twitter. Questions. So if you guys have a Twitter, you can hashtag Mr. Got Questions with your questions, comments, concerns. Yes, hashtag like this, yes. Uh, and we would love to read them, and we would even discuss them right here Absolutely. In, our, in our studio with uh, Mr. Daniel Elliott, also uh, Matt and Randy. We'd love to hear what you guys have to say. You guys can go on the podcast and app on your phone and download these and... Obviously, you did because that's how you're hearing them. But uh, we'd like to, you know, review it, subscribe, and let us know what you have to think. And and if you like it, you know, give us five stars. Give us a good, you know, a nice uh, review and everything. If you didn't like it, well, keep it to yourself. Who asked you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just I, you know, four would be cool too. But uh, yeah, that first one, that was a, that was a little rough one, the pilot. It but, was. We would love to hear what you have to think, your reviews, your comments, concerns, questions. We love getting questions. I love being asked questions because I like discussing them. So there's real-world questions out there. Do not be afraid to send those to us. We'd love to hear them. Absolutely. And, and you know, Matt, it's a lot like what we do for our Club 56 kids. We have them write down questions. If they have questions, they Mm -hmm. put them in the the prayer request uh, basket. And we look at them, and I got to say, some of the questions that they've asked is really what would spark this podcast. Right. Oh, absolutely. So, so I, I would, I would be more than willing to to look at questions. And you know what we do here at Mister Got Questions? If we don't know the answer, which happens sometimes, quite a bit, we go ask Gordon Rumble. Yes, we do. That's what we do. He is the man. He is the man. So, parents, if you have a question concerning your child, niece, nephew, your husband, whatever it is, or wife, you know, we would love to hear it. Because Absolutely. don't be afraid. You're not alone going through it. And uh, we're around kids quite a bit. When we kind of understand this age, you know, in uh, junior high, high school, I've been around them for a long time. But we have our own questions. We've been through things. So we'd love to be there for you to help you best answer a question. Absolutely. So, so. Matt. Yes. So, so we always forget this. Yes. But I don't want to forget it today. Absolutely. Will you close us in prayer? I would love to, Randy. Thank you. Lord, thank you again for today and all that you do. Thank you for this equipment that you've given us. Uh, Thank you for loving us, for sending your son to die for us. Thank you for uh, all that you do. And I'm not going to ask for anything because you are amazing and you have a plan for everything. And you're just so awesome. And we love you. Help us have a good day. In your name. Amen. Amen. So I'm Matt. I'm Randy. And this is Got Got Questions. Questions.